back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie. He's Dustin. We are your hosts, a show by the fans for the fans. Uh, we're excited to come at you tonight, of course, uh, with some heavy hearts, of course, you see here in the background. Uh, we, Cleveland, we are mourning the loss of Marty Schottenheimer. Dustin, I'm going to turn it over to you here before we do a little moment of silence. But uh, just to reflect, I know you have a little bit more experience watching him than, than I was you know, lucky enough to have, but, uh, what, what were your thoughts when you got the news yesterday? Well, you know, first of all, the family put out a statement a few days before, right. Kind of, Hey, he's going into some final hospice care. I've had family with, you know, that have had to go into hospice care. It's the end of days. We know that. Right. Um, unfortunately he is, he's been battling for several years, Alzheimer's. It's a horrible disease. I've had personal family members having to deal with Alzheimer's. Um, so when I got the news, it kind of, it just kind of, he just kind of stops you in your place, right? I mean, he's a legend in his own, I mean, to be able to go to multiple franchises and take multiple teams to playoffs every time, everywhere he went, he was successful. And that just bodes well, his winning percentage, um, the player, you know, the players respected him. And one of the things he was most well known for, Ali, was he got the most out of players, right? Like you might've had an okay or good team, but he would make them a great team just with his coaching style. Um, and for me personally, um, becoming a, as a little kid, <laughs> being a Browns fan, that is my first memories as a little kid, right? Was, you know, there was Marty on the sidelines, you know, do you feel the gleam boys? Do you feel it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, you just, and he was just, you know, he was, a, he was very much a no nonsense coach, a lot like Kevin Stefanski. What you saw is what you got. He was a straight shooter. The players respected that. He was very transparent with them. Um, had to make d- difficult decisions as a as a coach, um, but also, you know, really had the leadership of the team. So, you know, with that, it was just, it just, it just kind of sucked, you know. But, uh, you know, and you know what really kind of hit me today, Ali, I was talking to my friend that you've met, Scott, that, you mm-hmm. know, brainwashed me and made me a Browns fan. Um, <laughs> We sat there and thought, you know, what was really sad about all this is the fact that Marty was suffering from Alzheimer's and he probably wasn't able to comprehend the Browns being in the sure. playoffs this year. And I thought someone like him, that would have made him really excited because I saw some of the things from Butch Davis. If you remember some of those tweets that Butch Davis sent out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he was like, you know who I'm rooting for today? The Cleveland <laughs> Browns, baby. Cause he was, you know, he was there last when they made the playoffs. And I kind of, that's where my mind went was, Marty would probably be there like, you know what? I'm rooting for you guys today. And like I said, I went to Kansas City to the game. And obviously he's on the ring of honor in Kansas City. So that should go to tell you how well respected as he is in the league. So with that, Ali, I think we should just do a quick moment of yes. silence. For, uh, We're going to take a quick moment of silence um, in honor of Marty Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer, excuse me. You know, Dustin, it's, as you mentioned, you know, it, it hits home, right? And you, you hear the tribute that all the players, his players came out and said, and as I mentioned, I wasn't able to be able to watch him, but I know of him. I, I've heard of him from my dad and from my granddaddy who taught me about what Marty Ball was and the, the blue collar football that he brought to the city of Cleveland in some of the darkest days that, that Cleveland knows and remembers. Um, but let me throw this at you. Yeah. He only had two losing seasons in 21 years as a head coach. But I mean, that, I mean, you, isn't that dude, remarkable? He's won everywhere he's been. I mean, and literally, I mean, you think about that. If you could go sign up a coach tomorrow in the National Football League, yeah. and you said, "Hey, for the next two decades, we're going to have a couple bumps. We're going to have some losing seasons. <laughs> but 18 of those 20, I'm going to give you a winning record." I think every GM in the league would be like, okay, sign me up for that. I keep my job and I keep the owner of, the, of that team very happy. Um, but that's, it's incredible to your point. And, and if you think of the magnitude of players, I mean, we think of Cleveland royalty, you know, right. you know, we weren't old enough to remember the auto Graham days and stuff like that, or even the Brian Sype days. I mean, that really wasn't in our, you know, but the Bernie days mm-hmm. were, were most fans, I think now, kind of transcend to, you know, the Ernest Biner, the Ozzie Newsoms, the Kevin right. Mack, all those players, the Frank Minifields, the Hanford Dixons, all came out of the Marty Schottenheimer. I mean, if you think about the the Mac, the Clay Matthews, I mean, think about yes. the magnitude of all those players. And you think about, you look forward, those are all the current Browns 
players and all the current people try to look up to and idolize, right? That's, they're like, man, if I can play linebacker like Clay Matthews, man, if I can be this consistent and win as many games year in, year out, like Bernie Kosar did, you know, every quarterback wants to be that, right? You know, like, or can I be those shutdown corners like Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield did for years, or Ozzie Newsom, a tight end? I, you know, those players look up to those guys. And so I think that's a lot, that's a great attribute to Marty and what he did for the city of Cleveland. To your point, Cleveland was some of their darkest days in those 80s with the city economically was, I mean, you, you yes. heard this from your family. Yep. It, was, it was some really dark days in Cleveland with the unemployment. And this was the one thing that Cleveland people could cling to was the Cleveland Browns. And they, and they glued to this team like to their hip. And so you're right, Ali, this, the city will never forget this, this group of players. And no, this. no. And you know, I think the city of Cleveland has seen some dark times, but Marty Schottenheimer came in. He, he built the culture of the Cleveland Browns. When you think of the Cleveland Browns, you think of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he built this team off of hard work, hard, hard work, blue collar mentality, that grit, that grinder, as Clay Matthews has put it. Right. Um, he brought that to Cleveland. As I mentioned, two losing seasons in 21 years as a head coach, which is absolutely remarkable. Uh, His, his record as a head coach, 21 or 20, goodness, 200, 126 and one remarkable, truly remarkable. So um, here at the, here we go. Brownies, we extend our thoughts, prayers, and well wishes to his family. Um, And all the players that play. And all the players. Yes, of course. For sure. Dustin, big show tonight. Uh, lots to get to. We're gonna have a little bit of fun later on in the program. Fun? Do we have fun on the show? Alan? We've got a little bit of fun. Uh, we're gonna do a little quarterback draft. Dustin and I are gonna do here. Uh, but before we do so and get into it, we uh, encourage all of you to go check out our friends at onlyincleave.com. Go get your official Here We Go Brownies merchandise. You can get it here. You can get a nice, as you can see, a nice crew neck, a nice T-shirt, a nice hat, what have you. Go check them out. Onlyincleave.com. Nice. Yeah. So, um, Dustin, before we get into that, do you happen to watch a little football on Sunday? A little Super Bowl football? I did, Allie. And we were spot, we, not for podcasting, but Allie and I were spot on. That was a whooping. That was, that was the, the father teaching the son how football is still played in the National Football League. And I got to tell you, I, Allie, you know, this is just, a, this is my mantra uh, when it comes to football defense wins championships yeah and Todd Bowles what he put together (laughs) was brilliant folks because Tampa is a blitz defense and they just sat back and said okay Patrick your offensive linemen are out so you got to come to us and we're going to keep it all right here but you aren't going to beat us deep and and it it threw I think Kansas City's game plan off because Mm -hmm. they thought they would get that that blitzing that they're typically used to and I was like, how brilliant to change up your defensive scheme for the Super Bowl and throw the defending Super Bowl champions off. Like, I think that I know the MVP went to Tom Brady, but you easily could have given that to the defensive coordinator and that defensive group for the entire Tampa Bay. Bucks. Honestly, I think if you could give a Super Bowl MVP to a coach, it goes to Todd Bowles. He had that defensive team ready to go from Antoine Winfield Jr. and Dominican Sue. I mean, they were just all over. Devin White, how about that? That middle linebacker that came out of LSU a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then that offensive line for Tom Brady to allow him that much time, Leonard Fournette to be able to – Leonard Fournette out of the woodwork really – I mean, not really, but to, and to and go, go out to and do what game. he did. And go to the run game early and commit. And we all know this. How do you – what's the recipe for beating the – Kansas City Chiefs run the ball run the ball time of possession keep it out of Patrick Mahomes hand and and as you saw in that game they went to the sidelines and showed Patrick Mahomes a lot on the sidelines because yep. he wasn't out there and that's a good place for him to be because when he's out there we know how dangerous he can be but here's a here's a fun one for you Ali prop bets I know we talked about this a little yeah. earlier if someone would have put just a dollar just a dollar on a prop bet in Vegas it was 20,000 to one odds that a touchdown would not be scored by the Kansas City Chiefs. You put a hundred bucks down, you're you're multimillionaire. I mean, that just goes to show you what that defense did to the can. I mean, that just goes to show you. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And and to talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs, because I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Pat Mahomes didn't play well." 
no, that's not true. He was not given the help. He he was out there doing remarkable things. How about the how about the play where he was completely horizontal to the ground <laughs> and still almost completed a pass and it bounced off the head of his receiver? Oh no, he still got it with where it needed to be. Like he, yes. he looked like an acrobat trying well to within reach. Yeah. Yeah. Um the, the notion that he didn't play well is ridiculous. He had absolutely no no offensive line. He was being pressured basically every snap, every possession. Um, yeah, this, and this whole notion about his turf toe. Here's the thing, and, and we know this in the NFL, you, you tough it out. You had two weeks to rest your turf toe. You know what I mean? Like this whole thing that your turf toe is going to get worse over two weeks. I don't think so, right? It's well, get- he is he is getting surgery. Um, oh, now. Yes, it's, it's more of like a planner situation that oh, he has true. to have have done. So I think it is a little bit more extensive, but but I agree. He had he had some, some time to rest um, and yeah. it didn't look like it was, he looked uncomfortable, but he didn't look like he was unable to do the things that Pat Mahomes does. Well, he looked he looked a lot more mobile than he did in the Browns. Yeah, he did, certainly. Yeah. And, and it's crazy to think that Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire were non-factors in this game. If that, I mean, but again, the defense was phenomenal. Yep. Phenomenal. And I have to say defense wins championships. It does. It just proved it. I mean, just 31 to 9. I don't think anybody was, I would have never predicted that. I, I think we talked about a shootout and maybe, you know, Tampa Bay edged him out, but I did, I did not see that. Did you, speaking of seeing things, did you happen to see Tom Brady launch the Lombardi trophy off of his yacht over to Rob Gronkowski on another boat? I I did. And you you see that today? I did. And I also think that Tom Brady's a little bit of a lightweight, like myself. Get a couple cocktails and you're getting a little wobbly. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's on the TB12 diet where they don't, he doesn't drink ever, (laughs) which was very blatantly obvious today. And I I just love how Gronk's basically just carrying him around. Like, come on, buddy. I got you. You're my boy. Like Gronk is literally. How about that? Real quick, before we talk about that, the fact that Tom Brady, who is 75 years old, went out and went, wins his (laughs) His seventh Super Bowl. No, hey, don't get me wrong. I I I like watching Tom Brady, but the (laughs) fact that this that this game was won by Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, was just cut this year by Jacksonville Jaguars, by Rob Gronkowski, two touchdowns. Rob, who is a shell of himself, who came out of retirement to play for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Frostbite, Antonio Brown. Do we need to, yeah, legal issues, Antonio Brown. Frostbite, Antonio Brown. Drama, Antonio Brown. What a journey. I mean, released by the Patriots and the Steelers. Um, Well, he was traded by the the Steelers to Oakland at the time. I think they gave up two first-round picks for him. Released by the Raiders goes yeah. to New England and is then cut there, only yeah. has a couple of games with Tom Brady, but still has the respect and chemistry with Tom Brady to go to Tampa Bay to play with him. Well, and, you know, it's funny. here's what I, you bring up a great point, Allie. If you think about this, Tom Brady, like now that you kind of put it out there, Tom Brady has never had a problem playing with character issue guys. Never. Josh Gordon, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. I mean, if you think about it, Antonio Brown, he he basically, I think, says, I am Tom Brady. Aaron Hernandez. Well, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, he'll just say, look, the, the buck stops with me. If you want to play with me, here are my rules mm-hmm. and come join me. I, I respect your athletic abilities. I think we can work together. I just think that he demands that or he, you know, he gains that respect from anybody that plays for him. Um, yeah, I think it's quite fascinating to me that he can like it, it seems like he can play with anybody like he like you, like you just you just put him on any team and he elevates everybody around him everybody around him from the coaches uh to the defensive side of the football to the offensive side of the football to special teams to the fans i'm sure everybody well, around him is elevated it's, the, it's like the lebron experience those four players weren't on the bucks they added those four players and they became a super bowl champion Literally with those four players. That's but, all. But even to think, Dustin, at the beginning of this year, if I were to tell you Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown are going to be key contributors in the Super Bowl, I would have said Rob would have been because that's his go-to. But the other guys, sure. probably. the other guy. Well, but even knowing that Rob Gronkowski is coming out of retirement, he's dropped a ton oh, of right. weight for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just unheard of. 
Yeah, right. It's yeah. just crazy. I, I'm just. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I and remember getting on the phone with Dustin after after the Super Bowl. A couple of days later, I'm like, because you and I were saying, well, should we make a wager? Like, are you going to take the the Chiefs? I'm like, no, I'm sticking with the Bucks. I have a feeling. And I was like, nope, I've learned my lesson. Lost a hat bet. And we said, I think we said last night, uh, I will never bet against Tom Brady until he's out of the NFL. Until he's, he's, and and even then, when he's out of the league, I'm still not sure if I'll bet against him just because. But. Everything seems to align very, very nicely for him, no matter what he does, his wife, his career, (laughs) everything seems to line up. I mean, he's, but here's the thing. Like I tell people this too, like at his age, he's probably more like a 35 year old, maybe a 32 year old because he takes such good care of himself. And if some of these other quarterbacks did the same thing, they could extend their career three to five years further than they could. I mean, he's just an animal. Like you said, according to his diet and stuff that he does, like he is in tip top shape. I mean, he just the, did. Well, the investment that he puts into his body, it's just. Look, well, he has, I mean, if I saw something like LeBron puts a hundred thousand dollars. No, 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 no. He puts over a million dollars. A million. Yeah. It's, it's a it's million. A, yeah. It's a, but I mean, but I see Tom Brady probably doing that same kind of regimen mm-hmm. and, and, you know, saying, Hey, this is what I have to do to stay at this level. Yeah. And I love that he didn't hesitate and say, Oh, you know, we're coming back, baby. We'll be back. Like he yeah. didn't even hesitate. Like I'll be back next year. And the whole league's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's just a remarkable show that we were able and blessed to watch. And I know a lot of people out there are not uh, huge fans of Tom Brady, but at this point you can't give him anything but respect. Well, that's what I learned this whole system quarterback or it's throw it out the window. Yeah. Or, or it's bill Belichick is the only reason. Well, he just proved that. He's- well, the Patriot way, Throw that out the window as well. It's the Tom Brady way. Right. Clearly. Very clearly. Well, I mean, think about this. You put Tom Brady on the Colts this year. Are they winning Super the Bowl. AFC? Super are they, Bowl champions. Yeah. Are they winning the AFC? You know, you know, or you put them on, you know, let's let's pick another team out there. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco. They've got or the defense, they? they've got the talent. Or the you Rams. Put, or the Rams, the, the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will even go as far as saying you put him on the Miami Dolphins this year, who had oh, a ton of success with, with Tua Tonga Vailoa and yeah. Fitzmagic. You yeah. put him there; they're successful. Yeah, because of that defense, right? Mm-hmm. That'll okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for two, and people are like, "Well, it's fixed." And I mean, I, I it makes me laugh a little bit. But I'm like, "No, hang on. Let me let me explain something to you guys." He knocked out a two first ballot future Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the road on the way to the super bowl like literally he took out giants along the way right like hey you're in the pro football game we i can respect you but i'm gonna beat you by the way i'm gonna go to your house aaron Rodgers, your first ballot hall of famer but i'm gonna beat you today like literally he took out giants it wasn't like he played a rookie quarterback i mean washington now we can say what we want about that right I mean, they it's probably, still not an easy place to play. You still have to go to Washington. That, and they have that defense, right? Mm-hmm. That, that defense is really good. But, but to knock out those kind of people to get there, that's a whole, to me, that to me that's what impressed me, to do it on the road and then yes. knock out those type of opponents. Yeah, to go to New Orleans, that's not an easy place to play. Now, nope. granted, we're in a pandemic and the fans are obviously limited if there are any to begin with. Right. But to go to New Orleans, take out Drew Brees, end his career, by the way, he's done, go to Lambeau, in the tundra, right. take on Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, then go through Pat- Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you can I mean, think about that. Think you can about me? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, um, if he didn't, okay. if he didn't, if he didn't shut up the doubters after that, yeah. I don't know. I mean, anyways, this isn't the the Tom Tom Brady podcast, <laughs> but you, you get me on a tangent, and of course we we have to talk about it because obviously some huge huge news coming out of this past Sunday, and it's it's just crazy to think that football's over. Well, no, I know we've got a nice little off season, but you know, every weekend you can count on, at least I can go watch the game. You know, I can go do something. You know what, Allie, that I really loved this is, you know, how we're talking about how the Browns are hungry Mm -hmm. and, you know, we've talked to the players and we can just feel like they're, there's some unfinished business. Mm -hmm. I love that on day one, after the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns send out a tweet and a message that says this day one, of the 2021 season begins today like literally here we go like that just tells me this this organization has got some unfinished business too and that 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 excites me for the future for the Cleveland Browns 
Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, some other news coming out of the NFL, uh, the probably some melancholy news for us Browns fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, and who is going to be inducted in the 2021 class. Unfortunately, our beloved Clay Matthews, who we've we've had on the show, uh, did not make it this right year. after the right after the the Chiefs game, even like yeah. he was racist. And I think we're going to have Jennifer on probably in the next few weeks to kind of maybe vet that out a little bit more and talk about it some more because she said she's going to join us. But here's the thing, like, man, he needs to be in like 17 years. But Allie, we talked about this offline. You don't you don't get, you know, because of he played everything, right? He played every position. So he was a very versatile pair. But, he was a jack but of you, all trades. Yeah, and this was before that. and he played before. Yeah, of course you do. But at that time, they weren't recording uh, the sack statistic. Yeah. And that obviously did not benefit him. Is, of course it didn't. Why would it? Which I think is stupid, right? You just, yep. just, and the fact that the, that the Hall of Fame, you know, isn't taking that into consideration. And I'm not saying that they aren't necessarily taking that into consideration, but he's going up against a very star-setting class, you know, this year. It's, is he deserving? Of course. In my eyes, he's already in. You know, right. he, he's, he's a Hoff. He's a Hall of Famer. Well, he's um, in the and, ring of honor already in Cleveland. Yes. I should tell you something, right? And just... And here's the thing. I hope they get it right next year. And you brought this up, Allie, that they only induct one senior person into the senior class each year into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think it would be great justice to put him in next year. And yeah. I think they should do that. Um, so if anybody that works for the Pro Football Hall of Fame can hear me, put him in the senior class. Yeah, hope, maybe, maybe I'll have some connections. You know, Canton's my hometown. I'll just, I'll just get on the phone and say, hey, it's Allie. I'll just drive around the, the Hall of Fame with a 57 on your car, you know, just. Yeah. Pro football hall of fame. This is Allie put clay in immediately. That's what I'm going to tell him. Uh, but you've got Charles Woodson going in, uh, Drew Pearson, Bill Nunn, of course, Peyton Manning uh, walks right in John Lynch, Calvin Johnson, uh, Tom Flores and Alan Fanica. So. Well, and, and, and truthfully, well-deserving class. Very I mean, well-deserving. I mean, not, not, not taking even... away from them. And Allie, you know, we talked about this too. That's a tough draw for Clay Matthews right? this year when they only allow so many players in right now. Here's the thing. They could have went to nine. Did they, how many did they induct Allie? Seven? Um, how many that's, is that? That's right, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. So I know they've done as many as nine. I just know they get a little, they, you know, they, they don't allow too many in, right? Right. They've done, as, they've done as little as four, I think, and as many as nine. Mm -hmm. So we knew with this class with like Peyton Manning, you know, and those guys, it was a tough class to be lumped in with. I mean, yeah, it just absolutely. Was. But, you know, hopefully they get it right. And like you said, we'll, you know, next year he'll get a, a nod or in the next few years. But I think someday he will be in the Hall of Fame. I truly do believe that. Um, he'll get his due. I really do feel oh, that. Absolutely. And and like I said, in my eyes, he's already there. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, let's get into it here in the second segment. Uh, before before we get into our quarterback draft, want to just encourage you guys to check out our friends only in cleave.com. You can go get a shirt with our names on it. Who who doesn't want that? Well, of course you do. And we have the limited edition hats, which are kind of cool. Um, Those are pretty cool. Um, but also they have all the great stuff um, that Brian and his folks have there. Um, by the way, they have some new shirts out that say Cleveland Fanaskis. Like Stefanski, like Fanaskis. I like it. How clever is that? Cleveland Fanaskis. I love it. So uh, go check out those. They got his, they do some really clever uh, shirts, as we all know. Uh, real quick with that, Ali, let's just point out that uh, obviously it was unanimous. Um, coach Stefanski got coach of the year. Yeah. How do we not, how do we not kick it off with that? It's, uh... yeah, that's amazing. I think that's a great thing. Speaking of great coaches behind us, Marty. Um, and, you know, let's give it, because I know he watches, let's give a shout out to someone that did get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the Hall of Fans. Our friend Showdog got, got into the Hall of Fame with the other two finalists. And the guy in the blue, you know, came out there in the yes, jacket. Yes, he did. He got to go to the Super Bowl. They took uh -huh. him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, did you get to see some of his live videos? It looked like he was having a hell of a time. Yeah. Um, so, so we, congratulations. You know, yeah, yeah, congratulations certainly to Ray Prisby, Showdog Prisby. He's uh, a good friend of the program, um, represented by Jim Brown into the uh, NFL Hall of Fans, which Pretty is cool. really, really cool. Really yeah. cool. Um, so we're going to get into it. Dustin and I are going to have a little fun. And guys, you know this is a very live program. Um, 
<laughs> you know, even at the beginning of the show, I was fumbling over my words. It's just what happens sometimes. Uh, and we're about to get real live. We're going to do a draft live on the program. And what this looks like is before, before I even get into that, um, this idea came from cleveland.com, uh, Doug Maurice, Mary Kay, um, Ellis, Dan Lobby over there. They did their draft throughout the whole uh, 32, you know, starting quarterbacks and really just went one by one on who they were going to take. Now, obviously it's just Dustin and I, um, but giving them credit, of course, they, they had a really cool setup and I thought, you know what, Dustin, I can do that. But kicker is we're only going to go to 16. Um, we're just going to, going to do top 16 quarterbacks. Yeah. Save some time here. Um, but I am going to be taking notes. So if you see me looking down, that's what that is. And at the end, we will put up a poll and you can vote on who you think had the better draft. So, and Dustin's very confident that it's him. Um, I'm not so give sure. Me, so you give me the first pick, guys. That was, yeah, he, he, he does get the first pick in the 2021 <laughs> Here We Go Brownies <laughs> podcast quarterback draft. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then, you know what, Dustin, we should do? And I haven't even discussed this with you. We'll put that up. And whoever gets the most votes, I think we should put a little wager on that. Oh, a wager between me and you? Yeah, between you and I on who's going to get, who's going to have the better, uh, the better draft at the end here. I don't know what it is yet, but we're going to have to come up with something. We'll discuss that later. But after we're done here, we'll come up with that. We'll come up with something. Of course, we got to put something on here. I already owe our hat, guys. I got to get, I got to kind of even this, this is. Yeah. So what we're going to do, as I mentioned, we're just going to, this is not a snake draft. I'm going to give Dustin the first pick. Then I will pick. Um, and she let's just, me who she's picking. Oh yeah. We have no idea. Uh, we're going to go very live here. You're going to take somebody. I'm going to take somebody. And this is not power rankings. This was, if you were the GM of a NFL franchise and you had every quarterback at your disposal, who in, would you pick? Including the rookie class of 2021 and active right. quarterbacks now. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. So um, taking into consideration what we know based off of this year, injuries, play, what have you, um, that factors in. This is for the 2021 season. So Dustin, with that, you are on the clock. Well, Allie, I'm going to go with the first pick in the NFL draft. I'm going to take Tom Brady. Oh, Okay. <laughs> By all means, that's fine by me. Well, I'm just telling you, I'm going to go with the seven-time, if our listening audience can hear the seven-time Super Bowl champion. Can I tell you where I had him on my list? No. Nope. I'm going to anyways, because I had him number seven. Oh, that's where I'm going to win no. the draft, guys. Look at this. She has the best no, time. and the reason, the reason behind it, Dustin, is we're going into the 2021 season. So this is based off of, of course, we're taking – Get a considerate consideration age injuries uh that's you know not not necessarily the team around you because it's just about the quarterback but um yeah uh this is this is a talent-based draft and while i completely agree tom brady is the goat i did not have him that high but awesome for you probably gonna play until he's 50 i'll take probably is. Yeah. that's what sammy watkins said and he's only got one ring so uh, with that <laughs> no did you hear did you hear what he said no. Uh, Sammy Watkins was asked, "Oh, do you want to come back with the Chiefs?" And he's like, oh, "I'll take I'll take three Super Bowl rings, assuming that they were going to win this year." Wow. Sorry about it, Sammy. Um, and with the with my first pick, give me. Oh, I know where you're going. Uh, I don't think you do. Uh, actually, yeah, you do. Uh, give me Patrick Mahomes, please. <laughs> That's exactly who you're taking, Pat. For me. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good little chess match there. Yeah, All right. yeah I'll take that. I'll take it. Right. I'll hate so there's it. three. I'm on the board of current or the rookie class. Yep. yep. You can take anybody. This is your second overall pick. You know, but number three on the draft. Oh, though. yeah. Number three on the draft. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go because you, you, you bring up a good point. Age, longevity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm going to go Josh Allen just because of, uh, just because of size, durability, and yeah. youth. I'm going to go here um, with the number four overall pick. <laughs> yeah. Give me the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, please. Um, yeah. yeah. I was going to go Aaron Rodgers, but I did age, right? I went with age. Yeah. No, that, Hey, I get it. I get it. But Hey, you took Tom Brady number one. I hear you. Um, took him off your draft board. <laughs> yeah. He, he's first in completion percentage. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, 9.1 touchdown percentage first in the league. Tied second in the league for uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Pretty darn good. 149 rush yards, three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to take myself a little Aaron Rodgers here. Okay. All right, Dustin. This is a good game, Ellie. It's a good, this is like a chess match, actually. I know, it it really is. I feel like I'm a GM and I'm stressed right now. Um, You know what? He's got some youth. He's got some legs still with the fifth pick. I'm going to take myself a little Russell Wilson. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Now we're, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> I, I think I just took somebody off your board there. Well, of course you did. Yeah, most definitely. Off your early, um, off your Where'd you have him at, Allie? I had him number three Ooh. on my big board. I did. Um, on my big board so far, they're already all, all off. So I can, I can say this, uh, Pat Mahomes one, Aaron Rodgers two, Russell Wilson three. Okay. I certainly think he is absolutely up there with, um, just from a, a talent standpoint, um, with, with, uh, where are we at? Was this the sixth pick? You have the sixth pick in the NFL draft. Sixth pick in the NFL draft. I'm going to go to Sean Watson here. Ooh, um, nice pick, Allie. Yeah, statistically, he had a great 2020 season. Uh, third in completion percentage, mm-hmm. uh, averaging about 301-ish yards per game. Um, 444 rush yards, three rushing touchdowns. Just an absolute monster season. The Houston Texans obviously weren't able to put the tools around him to be successful, but uh, we know he's trying to get his way out of there. Deshaun Watson, he's he's got he's got all the all the talent in the world. All of yeah. it. And I think he can be just up there with a guy like Pat Mahomes if he's in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little un- unorthodox here. Yeah. Um, because I got this weird feeling. I told you about my dreams, the weird vibes I've been getting. Mm-hmm. With the seventh overall pick in the NFL draft and only three years in the league, can you hand me a little Baker Mayfield, please? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, that's Baker Baker playoff maker only third year in the league probably has another decade to play. Give me some Baker. He's still in his first contract. A lot of life left in him. Uh, I only see complete upside. Give me Baker all day long playoffs second rounder. He's proven himself. Give me Baker number seven. I like that pick and I like him there too. Cause if we're looking at where he was this year, statistically, as, as we look ahead to the 2021 season, given the tools he has that's around him. Kind of, that's yeah. And, and having his, the scheme that he is in, obviously playing to his, his skill set. I like that. Um, I'm going to go. Ugh, what is this? The eighth pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson here. Um <laughs> I don't think there is is questioning any any ability from Lamar Jackson. I think the Baltimore Ravens are doing him a disservice in terms of the the offense that they have around him. If we take a look previously and over the course of the past two years, the rushing offense has been elite. Uh, he doesn't outside of Hollywood Hollywood Brown. They don't have a ton of wide receivers, a ton of depth there to go down the field and make those plays. Now, while he's not the most accurate NFL quarterback, he is absolutely dynamic, dynamic and explosive and can make you miss. Browns fans, we know this all too well. Uh, I'm going to take this pick with Lamar Jackson. And, and it gets a little high, and this is where I'm going with a little high on this. He's lost four out of his five playoff games, mm-hmm. I believe. So, I mean, like, he hasn't proven himself in the playoffs. and that's True, I mean, but, but um, if I'm just taking a look at the regular season here, pretty darn good. Pretty yeah. darn good. And I certainly think he's in the top. Obviously, he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. So we're at the eighth pick. Yeah, I feel comfortable with this one. Okay. All right, number nine, turning it over to you. With the ninth pick, and I think this quarterback is better than him, and he's not even in the National Football League, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence at number nine. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, this one's interesting because I think we can all agree that he's got a huge upside. Um, it, huge. It's just going to come down to if he goes to Jacksonville, which most likely, mm-hmm. can he, one, remain healthy? And can they draft around him and make sure that, that you know, he's, he's got the tools right. that he needs? Now, they, they do. They've got um, DJ Chark. They've got LaVisca Chenault. Um, they've, they've got a pretty decent run game. 
I, really, I think that they are a quarterback away from being pretty darn decent. I, yeah. I think it's that, that might be a little high for a rookie quarterback while you still have some other fairly talented guys on the board here, but I think that's within range. I do. I do. This is where it gets tricky, right? Because we've got a ton of guys now outside of that, you know, nine, 10 ish. The first tier is gone. Yeah. The first tier is gone. And now you've got a lot of guys who have talent, but maybe their system isn't benefiting them. Um, Yeah. I'm on my pick. This injury scares me of what I'm about to say. The injury scares the heck out of me, but he's consistent. He's reliable and he's a winner. I'm going to go Dak Prescott here. Ooh, that's okay. Yeah. But that injury does scare me. That really does. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Super productive guy. Right. And when he's, when he's, he's got so many receivers, CD lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, he's not a receiver, but, um, Michael Gallup, all these guys that can make these, these plays. And once he went out, offense obviously just disintegrated. I think he's coming into a pretty decent situation. Um, he's got a ton of talent. I like it. All right, Dustin, turn it over to you. You put him there at 10. I thought you were going to go with my pick right here. Um, so I'm glad you didn't take it because I want to win this draft and win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Matt Stafford at number 11. Okay. All right. I think he's got a good five to six years left. Uh-huh. He's in now the right system, and he's probably going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The reason I didn't, it was really a toss-up between those two guys for me. The reason I didn't, it was they're very similar players. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak just suffered a pretty serious injury. Matt Stafford is going into a new scheme. Yep. As an and older has a good quarterback. Line and yes. All that. Yeah, but I ended up going Dak here just due to age. Um, here, my pick. Um, in this system, he's explosive. Um, he is a master of play action. Statistically speaking, you can plug him in really at any offense, and he's going to be a killer. Um, and a lot of power rankings have this guy in the top eight. I don't have him there, but I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he's not the most glamorous player. Yeah, but he has the same, you know what? I I totally forgot about him. He had the same statistical stats for the first three years as Patrick Rome's. Yeah, he does. Like I said, it's not glamor with him. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I, I like it. All right, you're up. You know, I like, you know, this is a draft. So I'm going to go Herbert. I think this is a good place. He's got a lot of youth ahead of him. I think with the right coaching and the right staff, this guy's the limit for this kid. He's very talented. Um, So that's who I'm going to take with my 13th pick. Yep, I I think that's absolutely within range. Um, This guy... I don't think he was 100% healthy towards the end of the year. Had a little bit of a sophomore slump, but the upside is there. Ton of talent. Give me Kyler Murray here. Mm. Yeah, see, he's not even in my top 16, and I'll tell you why. My friend is a huge Cardinals fan, and I tell him this all the time. He's, He's fast, he's quick, and he can move, but I think he's one hit away from being hurt in the national football league i agree because i mean he's just he's too small like he's Mm -hmm. just and i think what we're seeing now is people are figuring him out just like they kind of you know when these guys when these guys are kind of one-dimensional you have to change up your thing even people are starting to figure out lamar jackson a little bit right like hey we know what he does right right patrick mahomes is special right he does it all and then does some magical stuff on top of that which makes him really hard to defend i just yeah i wouldn't have him there but you know that's why it's a draft. Yeah, that, that is why it's a draft. So we each have one pick left. Dustin, you're on, you're on the clock here. I'm going to go with this guy because I really believe in this guy. And if, if there's one thing that I've learned in the National Football League, all these amazing quarterbacks that end up being really good, A, don't get drafted really high, and B, don't come from big schools. So with that, 
I think this quarterback can be very, very successful in the NFL and whoever gets him is going to be very, very happy. Just like the Buffalo bills were with Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson, number 15 here. Well, I'm glad you did because you just let me take Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, the, and I would injury though. Like I agree. I agree. They're scary injury. Yeah. It's absolutely. Those, scary. Are, those are tough ones to come back from They're tough But, but the value that I'm getting here with the number 16 overall pick, I will take that risk with, with taking him here. Yeah. It was really between at this point, you know, who I thought you were going to go before Zach Wilson. Now that's it. We're done here. But I thought, I thought you were going to go with, I don't know. We had, we, we still had Derek Carr on the board. No, I just think he's, I think he's as good. He has a ceiling. That's why he wasn't in my, he has yeah. a ceiling. He was kind of bumping up against my next tier. Right now, Joe Burrow was kind of the 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 last of that, given the injury. Well, but, and the thing that Joe Burrow is like he may miss part of or significant part of the yeah, two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Like that's not good for a quarterback. It throws off everything. And just I'm I'm kind of pissed off at the Bengals for not investing in an offensive line because it should be a crime. It should be yeah. absolutely illegal. No, what they did to that guy. <laughs> I mean, I love Joe Burrow. I'm so excited to, and we wish him all the best good. because I'm so He's excited really to see like, him yeah. go from you know. Uh, to go from injured to, to come back. Hopefully he can win comeback player of the year at this point, uh, but to, to the shootouts between Baker and Joe Burrow, as we go across the end of the AFC North over the, the course of the next yeah. decade, it'll be a thing of beauty to watch. But some of the other guys on the list here, you got Teddy Bridgewater, Matt yeah. Ryan. Yeah. And these are just some honorable mentions that I had on my big board. Matt Ryan, oh, not really Matt Ryan. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no Jimmy. No, same. Um, (laughs) Couple other names that I just threw on here, just kind of, just to do so. You know who's interesting? I'm not sure I would if I would take him, but if I had, if we went all the way to 32, and I had value at the very end, you know who I might consider is uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, that's not a just, bad. Just for, yeah. for a value pick, I don't hate that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend a top ten pick or a top fifty pick on Carson Wentz. That's for damn sure. I was going to throw you off at the at the very first of the draft, but he wasn't an active player, so I was going to be. Uh, I'm going to take Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would have thrown me off. I might have had to walk off set. That would have been something. So there you have it, guys. We will put uh, a poll no, that's up. A pretty, that's a pretty even draft. I'm looking at the board here. Like So just to recap, your your pick, you took Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Zach Wilson. Pretty good. Um, I took some rookie, Allie. some legendary, and some – I mean, I got – I have Russell Wilson. I mean, that yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I have – Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray, and Joseph Burrow. Of those quarterbacks, how many of those do your guys have? How many Super Bowls do you have there? Um, we've got one, two. We've got two. No, you got three, I think. Oh, no, you only have two. You're right. We've got two. I've got nine. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's I think cool. did Russell Wilson win too? He did, right? Or just one? Uh, he won a Super Bowl. Right. So I guess I got eight, maybe. You got eight. I got eight. You got eight. I got so eight. Yeah, we'll we'll post that. Uh, you guys can vote on that. Um, that'll be that'll be a fun little game that we play here. Yeah, all, um, the, all the Tom Brady haters though will probably just you know will probably let you win, Allie. But that's all right. Hey, I got eight Super Bowls. Yes, you do. They. That's more. By the way, that's more than any franchise in the National Football League. I yeah, believe. that certainly is. Um, but you know, I don't think anybody's going to be letting me win. I think hey, you, didn't, you didn't put Big Ben in there. No, I didn't. You know what? He. <laughs> so, <laughs> my big board here—it's really hard to tell. Big Ben is here. <laughs> yeah, he's down there. Because here's the thing: 
now his age and his arm yeah I mean, right i no disrespect to big ben actually yes yeah, some disrespect to big ben but you know if if i'm if i'm a gm of a football team and i'm taking a look here there there would be no way in hell i'd do that i don't even think the steelers are sold on bringing him back for the 2020 yeah, and i'll tell you why i did tom brady just to your just your fact that you said this is a draft and literally that's what the tampa bay buccaneers did last year give me a proven winner and some people to put around them to win a Super Bowl, one and done. They did it, right? They literally went out and got who they needed to win a Super Bowl, and they got it. And yeah. I hate to say it, they, I mean, they could get another Super Bowl. I mean, it's just – it's a little crazy to think that I, that defense will be back next year. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Gronk will probably come back, I would assume. But. Yeah, possibly. Um, let's get into this real quick. Um, it's that time of year as we approach the NFL draft, which will be held in Cleveland, Ohio, which will be very exciting. Um that's very exciting. Yes, that is very exciting. Uh, but now it's the time of year for some mock drafts. And Dustin, you know, I'm all about a nice little mock draft. And we will just a little preview. You'll be starting to see some here we go brownies official mock drafts coming at you soon. We'll hint, do some hint, extra, tease. Yeah, we'll do some extra shows that are just dedicated just to the draft. Yes, absolutely. I could do like 10 shows just on the draft. Just and I probably will, FYI on that. Um, but <laughs> Uh, Andrew Gribble, senior staff writer for the Cleveland Browns, he created a, a nice little article recapping all of the um, the, the uh, mock drafts and who the Browns were selected. So right. Mel Kuyper Jr. of ESPN, um, he had us number 26 overall taking a cornerback Aaron Robinson out of Central Florida. And Dustin, before we got on the show, you know, we were talking about this a little bit, and I think he's incredibly talented. He started his career excuse me, at Alabama, then he made the move to Central Florida. He's been incredibly productive. Um, we know that we need defensive help, but we know specifically we need secondary help with the question mark at Greedy Williams. Um, of course, we know we've got Denzel Ward. Um, we're hoping we can get Terrence Money Mitchell back in 2021. However, we still need depth, right? We still need to have depth in that cornerback position. I think if, if Alan, somebody like Aaron Robinson is available there, that would be a pretty nice little pickup. Well, and you think about this, we talked about this before the season started, having that depth at like offense and defensive line, look how much that saved us this year in the, in the regular season and in the playoffs. And we definitely saw the lacking of that in the depth at corner in the playoffs in the regular season. Yeah. So to your point, you need depth at that position, right? So yes, if you can get a corner at a good value there at number 26 and someone like Aaron Robinson, if they're available. Yeah. Um, I, I, I personally think the Browns are going to go via free agency with this. Maybe like we've talked about this, the Saints, you know, the, the Cardinals. Marshall, and, Lattimore. Yeah, there's some, there's some players that are going to be out there that could be available. We have a lot of cap space. Um, if the price is right, I think we bring in somebody that's the veteran experience. Because I told this to somebody, I literally feel this in my heart. The Browns are three players away. A shutdown corner on the other side of Denzel a shutdown linebacker mm -hmm. and someone opposite Miles Garrett and you are okay. ready to rumble. I'm yeah. serious. You are ready to rumble. You get those three things. You're ready to rock and roll and you're going to make a run in the playoffs because that's really, and you even heard Andrew Barry postseason, <laughs> like, yeah, no shocker. We're going to work on the defense, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the off season. Well, I think, you know, if you come out of the, the 2019 season, there was, there's no question that the Browns needed help offensively. And that's what Andrew Barry did. He came in and said, all right, we know what we need. We need a tight end. We need to build this offensive line. And he did just that in a truncated offseason, of course. Um, going into this year, we know what we need, and that's defensive help at every aspect and every phase of the defense. We know we need cornerbacks. Um, hell, I'd love to even get another safety back there. We know we've got Grant Delpit coming back. We've got Ronnie Harrison. Um, we'd love to get some more depth in there. We've got Sheldrick Redwine, of course. But you know you know what pick I do like? Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, uh, mm -hmm. Chad Reuter, and uh, who else we got on here? Anyways, they've all picked uh, at 26, the linebacker Zaven Collins out of Tulsa, which I think is an incredibly intriguing pick. We no, were just talking don't... about this offline. I, you, you see it in Daniel Jeremiah's notes, Jeremiah compares Collins to Leighton Vander Esch, who you know very well. Well, unless, yeah, and <laughs> yes, and look how well he's done. I mean, other than injury, Vanderesh just played very well. Mm -hmm. um, but you think about someone like him, he fits the mold for what um, Stefanski's building in Cleveland, yeah. grinder kind of player. I mean, that's got Zayvon Collins written all over it, right? Like, I like that. Yeah, I mean, he's that, he's that kind of player, right? He just, he exudes that kind of 
blue collar mentality. You're going to come in here and you're going to grind. Um, I think he'll uh, blend well with the Taki Taki and Mac and those guys in that rotation. I think it'll be great. You know, I think those guys could build a great chemistry together. So I'm going to go linebacker. I mean, if I'm the Cleveland Browns and I'm Andrew Barry and I'm on the clock. Um, now, here's the other thing that we haven't got into, and we'll get into this in further shows. I am not opposed, not opposed if I'm Andrew Barry. Say, so you know what? We're not trading in the first round in Cleveland. And in fact, I'm going to give up my first round pick and I'm going to take two picks in the second round. Yeah, I like that. Folks, we got Nick Chubb in the top of the second round. And look how well that worked out first. Okay. So Andrew Barry can play the play the chessboard here. And maybe we even get out of the first round and try to get some value in the second round because I there are so many players that contribute in the National Football League that come from the second round. It blows my mind. Like everyday starters that are like pro bowlers that come out of that second round. I because I think people would just get hyped up on the first round, right? Like the, the, the first round is incredibly overvalued. Right. Um, because there's so much boomer bust potential and oftentimes when you get into the second round a lot of guys are saying like let me let me say nick chubb for example a lot of times outside of saquon barkley ezekiel elliott a common you know theme within the nfl is let's not take a running back in the first round because that pick is overvalued their shelf life isn't as long as somebody you would say maybe you know like a wide receiver or you know somebody else in the national football league so so you get a lot of very high quality guys in the second round and i i completely agree if we could trade back and get multiple second round or even more assets yeah. yeah sign me up for that sign me up for that well, think about this ali with that draft we got baker mayfield denzel ward and nick chubb uh-huh. and okay. by not taking nick chubb higher or in the first round we got him in the second round and we were able to get denzel ward and baker mayfield I mean, think about how you worked that board to the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your starting running back, your shutdown corner, and your starting quarterback all in one swoop. That's uh-huh. pretty rare to pull that off. And and you hit on all those on all those picks too. Right. By the way. Right. Yeah. Um, a couple other picks here of note. Uh, one that I like. Uh, if anybody watched the national title game, I'm sure a lot of you did. You noticed the defensive tackle, the monster Christian Barrymore. Um, he was the defensive MVP of the national title game. Uh, he was just an absolute stud. And you know how I feel about defensive linemen, whether they're on the edges or in the interior there, um, that front seven, really the front four being able to create, create consistent pressure is the nasty. nasty. Well, it's, it's really the key to consistent wins in the national football league. And if you take a look at what Tampa Bay just did to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we know that their offensive line was absolutely depleted, but for them to be able to create pressure with their front four and be able to provide coverage, the linebacker coverage and secondary coverage to guys like Tyreek Hill, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Travis Kelsey to eliminate them from the game plan. Obviously. Bill Bill Cowher said it best. I don't know if you saw some of that post game, but the one guy was like, I will never say players played soft. But he definitely, one of the guys on there said, I think it was Burleson said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came to play today at a very high level and high intensity. And then Bill Cowher went on to say, this game was won in the trenches today and Tampa Bay won in the trenches every single snap. And you you saw from the the first snap of the game. Yeah, you saw it right from the start. And that is how you win football games is by creating pressure. And I think if you can add to the defensive line, whether it's in the interior or on the edges, that's going to allow your secondary to get home and really, you know, make those key plays and be the lockdown corners that you drafted them to be. Right. That's the type of defense um, that Joe Woods plays right now. And, you know, that's, that's what we've got to draft for. Uh, he's our, yeah, our. I saw something out there. Speaking of Joe Woods, Sherman mm-hmm. said he would love to come play for Joe Woods. Which yeah. I, thought- I saw that. I was like, yeah. Now again, he's not good at he's 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 not good at covering, but he's but he can sure get the turnovers. I mean, Sherman is good at. I mean, he. he well, he's a he, he's he knows how to read. Uh, you know, he knows how to read an offense. He knows what's going to take place. But if 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 really Cleveland, I think you need somebody that can cover. Yeah. If you if you well, take a look, let's well, take a look the, real the, quick, Dustin. The, the road. I mean, think about it. you bring up a good point. You need somebody that covers the road to the Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns goes through Buffalo or it goes through Kansas City, which means Hill, Kelsey, 
digs, those kind of guys, and you need somebody to cover. So absolutely, you got to have well, a Well, and, and let's just, not even that. Let's just take a look at our 2021 schedule. Right. Taking a look at the offenses outside of our division that we are going to go up against. The Broncos, the Raiders. Packers, yeah. Well, yeah, Bronco, I'm, Broncos, Raiders, Bears, eh, Lions, eh. Houston, yes, Packers, Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, uh, yeah. Patriots all have receivers that you have to cover. They all, all of those teams that I just mentioned, they can burn you. They can burn you. In a they moment. can and will burn you. You have to have yeah. coverage. And we know Denzel Ward has struggled with injuries uh, throughout his career. I'd love to see opposite him somebody that can consistently cover. Now we love like Patrick Peterson. Sign me up. I know you oh, want, okay. because he can cover and he consistently covers. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he shuts people down. Yeah. You know what I'd I'd really love to see is a little uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I am an Ohio State fan, and I, I'm not trying to provide any bias here, but just watching them at Ohio State, Marshawn Lattimore, when when he was at Ohio State, was probably one of the best cornerbacks I've ever seen play. To oh. have him, Gary on Conley there, and then you have Denzel Ward come up. Well, was, Those guys. Was he not part of the national championship team? Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but he was young then he was young in 2014, but, but, but I'm saying that he was part of that championship. Yeah. He, I mean, he didn't play a consistent role there, but, but just to think that, I, I mean, I, th- that was one of, I mean, Ohio state considered, I don't know, necessarily DBU, but they call themselves, um, best in America BIA. That's kind of their slogan right now for the, for their secondary. They've got a ton of studs. Um, we've seen Jeff Akuta come out of there, Marshawn Lattimore, Gary on Conley, yeah. Denzel Ward, guys like that, Bradley Roby, consistently good. You give me Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore, Dustin, I can tell you that is going to be locked down. Well, you're saying you, you'll have buck ends. Look at that, guys. And on that note. <laughs> you'll have buck ends. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But my whole point being – I think it's very obvious, and we've talked about this, and we're going to continue to talk about this, the needs within free agency and in the draft to address on, on the defensive side of the football. We're going to get into a lot this offseason, guys. Um, there's plenty of moving pieces and parts that go in, and I think we're really yeah. headed towards a very dramatic offseason in the NFL. I will tell you, we're going to see a quarterback carousel in the next three to four weeks, I think. Yes. You're going to see. I, I mean, it was like the, the Lions kind of like opened the door I mean, Allie, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm hearing weird things like Russell Wilson. Are you kidding? Yeah. Weird, I mean, right? Wilson? I mean, Russell Wilson. I mean, that, to me, when I look at quarterback. Now, here's what I say to that. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay tells me nothing is permanent in the National Football League. Literally, the guy won six Super Bowls in New England, and everybody said he'll retire there. Well, that clearly didn't happen. So, would I be shocked if Russell Wilson moved on? No, because of that right there, right? Yeah. Like, um, and we all know a couple of years ago that the Cleveland Browns might have been calling someone called. I'll, I'll just, I still can't get over that one. To be honest. <laughs> so yeah, so but here's the thing: it's it's more about his what he's owed money wise and cap. Right? I mean, yeah, it is. It's not so much like they don't. It's one of those things where I think even New England looked at it like, can we afford X amount of million dollars of now, I saw one thing that was pretty interesting. I think if I'm the Cleveland Browns, if you're listening, the laden incentives that Mr. Brady got this year for the things that he got in addition to his salary to get him more money was in the tune of like $4 million extra, like almost a million to win a playoff game, $2 million to win this. I mean, like these big things, I'm like, Put that in Baker's contract. I'd love that. Hey, by the way, we'll give you an extra ten million if you do this. Like, I think that's on top of your regular side. I like things like that that incentivize people to really get to the big game and stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting how the Bucks um, put those yeah. incentives in his contract. Yeah, there's certainly some crazy things that can you you can do uh, to uh, kind of maximize uh, your cap space and provide a beneficial contract to everybody provided. Um, but yeah. Absolutely. There's going to be a ton to get to this offseason. We're going to break it all down for you guys. More fun segments to come, just like this draft. I'm sure we'll get into more of that as we go along. Uh, but Dustin, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, just one thing, guys. We are going to have Marion Motley's grandson on next week. 
what a great honor that will be. The legendary Marin, Marilyn Motley. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but um, to have his grandson come on during Black History Month and explain uh, what he did for the National Football League to break the barrier and his legacy with the Cleveland Browns will be a special interview to hear from him. He gave me goosebumps today talking to him on the phone, yeah. um, talking about his grandson. So it'll be very cool, guys. So next week, we'll promote it all this week, but we're going to have Marilyn Motley's grandson on next week. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're certainly looking forward to it. Going to be a fun little off season. Uh, but guys, with that, stay safe, stay healthy, and go Browns. Go Browns.